what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Ronan Radio in the house, and I'm just redoing this. I did this earlier on. I was in the Botanic Gardens. There was a couple of tractors going by, kind of ruined it a little bit. So, starting afresh on this one. The biggest thing of late for me, CrossFit wise, was being part of the Filthy 150, the CrossFit Filthy 150. I was coordinating the equipment teams, and it was a pretty big task. It was pretty high stress, high pressure, getting the job right, because that's the way I like to do things. And it was a fantastic experience overall, so shout out to all the guys that um involved in it, and all the athletes, and Team Ronan, and everybody. It was a fantastic event, and it was fantastic to be a part of. Uh, <clears throat> the topic of this podcast today, I'm really looking at, gen- it's a bit of a general sort of overview of some of the things that were on the top of my head when I thought about the big differences between say in and around 2010 when I started this business um, to about kind of 2020 so that's a, that's a big gap 10 years there's a lot of different things going on so I've got pretty tasty little list here so I'll get straight into it <clears throat> one thing to start out with would be to mention the Facebook groups that I'm part of so we've got I'm part of uh, CrossFit affiliate owners there's kind of I think maybe 10 12,000 um, gym owners and they we network uh, usually just watch and kind of listen um, as to what's been going on in the states usually and they're kind of always you know eight nine ten years ahead in the experiences that they've had so in some ways i get to see <clears throat> a lot of the type of things that can develop in these sort of micro communities in the gyms and business wise culture wise all that type of stuff i get to kind of see other people's experiences with that before mine so that's always going to be a bit of a benefit and some of the stuff that i'm going to go ahead with here i've kind of <clears throat> i've been watching it as it's been going ahead before i've even kind of experienced it and uh, the first one on the list really <clears throat> the popularity of crossfit so i mean what 2010 to 2020 it was extremely niche back then it was a small sort of a thing in ireland uh, I was like uh, one of a very small few gyms, kind of an early adapter in Ireland, and obviously it's quite popular now. It's well known. It's probably a household name. A lot of people kind of know it. I don't know if everybody knows exactly what's going on, but usually most people will have heard of it. So it's definitely more popular than what it was. But I've always had a sort of a sneaking suspicion that the crossfit in ireland would kick off the way it has done in the states like that kind of wave of popularity would kind of come over here and you would get that like extremely high amount of gyms per area and uh, per county but hasn't really happened i don't know if it will now at this stage i kind of think it still will but only time will tell i mean there is gyms opening up but there is gyms closing i think there there's gyms closing in the states the affiliation numbers are still up on the rise but it's kind of a hard one to quantify. Um, the next one is the whole idea of Globo Gym. So you're kind of standard gyms where you go and pay money to be a member. Uh, when I started CrossFit, when I fell in love with this type of training, I was kind of against the gym. I never really had a, a place in there. I always felt uncomfortable. And that was one of the things that really sort of got me about CrossFit was that you could do training of physical resistance training and have fun and not be kind of cooped up in that sort of dare I say kind of just like typical sort of bodybuilder type environment it was a little bit static not very exciting so 
there was a point early on in it that like I got the feeling anyone that I was kind of with in CrossFit or if you've seen this kind of sort of fitness revolution kicking off, you would have kind of thought that it was going to disappear. I kind of genuinely thought this this type of gym is going to phase out. Now. There's still a huge place for it. There's still a huge membership base in a lot of those gyms. People are paying. Okay, a lot of people paying don't show up. That is part of the model. That's one of the things they bank it on is that they oversell these things and they there's only a percentage of people that will show up. But the people that do show up, get services they get good services they get probably usually far better facilities than what i have i don't have a pool i don't have extremely fancy changing rooms a lot of different things like that but i mean it's just different but there's always going to be a place for that type of gym and that type of fitness and you know what some of them are cheaper a lot cheaper than a crossfit option or personal training option and i'm i'm happy that they're there that people can kind of maybe take a first step into fitness or their last step or whatever if, if it's the place they go if something you can afford and by all means, it's a fantastic thing to have out there. The next one is wearable tech. So tech in the sort of fitness space nowadays, there's been lots of different like apps. People are using apps. I've probably got like maybe four or five apps on my phone that play a big part in my fitness and health. And I think a lot of people do, you know, like if you look at my fitness pal, um, that's kind of like, that's pretty much changed people's idea of getting in shape a lot of people are getting into a, a, what's known as a calorie deficit now or losing shifting some weight very easily on the phone by just tracking what they eat with the actual wearable stuff i'm kind of going towards like heart rate monitors like heart rate variability has been a big thing over the last few years i did a thesis on it kind of trying to understand it a bit more it's basically using as like a recovery marker um heart rate monitoring wise in the gym we've integrated my zone now which is for the people that are interested to wear monitors in class monitor training i can kind of see on screen the intensity levels and I can help prescribe it slow people down speed them up or trying to sort of advise them on getting the exact specific stimulus from a certain type of workout so after that then after their training they will get an email from my zone with the specific trainings and exactly what happened throughout the session the ups the downs what zone you're in at what time and your my zone effort points so one of the big reasons i took it on was i know it seems that the retention client retention or people basically staying more engaged with their fitness is a big thing so anything like that for me i'm, I'm all about that I'm trying to get people in for the long term the next one is i have noted strong ladies so when i started strong as the new skinny was a big thing coming over from the states you know a bit more empowered ladies going to lift some weights and a bit more of a kind of a in ireland it was definitely it was it was a it was a big enough thing if you were like a lady who was like lifting heavy weight a lot of the time and your body composition kind of led you to maybe add a good bit of muscle and stuff and you know there was ladies around then that were competitive and nowadays as a competitive crossfitter if you're eating to perform and you're adding you know you're eating a lot of protein carbs and you're looking to add the required amount of muscle mass to support heavy volume training then you know nowadays it's kind of more socially i won't say acceptable because who cares about what what people accept but it's it's more the norm for a lady to be kind of a lot more sort of physically muscular than back in 2010 it was a little bit more as crossfit was niche um, even that type of body was niche uh, in a female and now like even from being at the filthy 150 there on the weekend uh, I <clears throat> I spent like two days being flat out pretty high pressured not really paying that much attention to the actual elite athletes 
and then there was one stage of the day where I was just like actually just blown away by the actual physical shape of them I've never been that close to such a large cohort of female elite crossfitters and it was just an absolute sight to behold like the the bodies the muscles the back the traps the biceps everything you know it's it's a it's a pretty impressive thing and I suppose it is worldwide and definitely in Ireland now it's kind of changing the perception of what you know the fragile woman type of thing like oh let me get your shopping and all you won't be getting these ladies shopping they'll be getting your shopping son <laughs> and the next one that I've covered is the perceived value of fitness so you know I mean what are we on 175 a month now back in the day 10 years ago whatever it was at the time 120 130 or something like that it would be it was never kind of based off of okay I've got this value that I'm worth therefore I'm charging this it was an entry to business and trying to understand how much it's going to cost me to survive or us to survive at that time and it was you know it was expensive back then and it was harder to comprehend for a lot of people whereas nowadays in 20 going into 2020 a lot more people understand the value of fitness and even with personal training they'd understand why they might pay 50 a session but definitely if they're relating it to a crossfit gym they say okay you know for the price of less than four personal training sessions less than one personal training session a week i can get unlimited access to a crossfit coach and a crossfit gym every day training you know so and then when you calculate you know what does your health and wealth mean to you uh, you're going to probably drink less you might eat out less so even directly saving that money in some other way the next topic would be competition you know the competitive side of it when i again when we were hitting it oh, there was competition i went to competition i've competed a few times in crossfit early on in 2010-2011 in crossfit ireland 12 maybe it was even 2013 uh, there was there was impressive athletes. There was people who were pretty solid at CrossFit and lifting heavy and stuff. But there wasn't the kind of, I don't know. They weren't really like seen as athletes. It wasn't like the athlete or you you weren't an athlete and you know there wasn't as much branding. There was kind of a lot of people wearing ASICs and stuff. It was just real sort of more, what would you call it, like grassroots type of stuff. You were either an extremely beastly CrossFitter. Or just an average crossfitter or, or a new crossfitter. We're all just crossfitters. Nowadays, I don't know, it's, there's a little bit more of a kind of a like, you know, there was 144 teams at the Filthy 150 there the other day. And of those teams of four, there was a lot of seriously impressive athletes. And, you know, a lot of them would identify as probably not as recreational crossfitters where you're going to day to day. A lot of these guys are hitting competition programs, training extra stuff trying to get as much time off work as possible to train or maybe revolving their whole life around training like their career could be personal training or whatever and they try and hit the gym all day every day so the competitive side of CrossFit is it's it's a lot bigger than it was obviously the games and all that type of stuff has come to a little bit of a head on the CrossFit side of things where CrossFit HQ kind of pulled back from the, the games a little bit and they're going more towards the CrossFit health side of things that's a whole another discussion another day but it's definitely it's definitely on the up. Like I mean, in Ireland, definitely that hundred and forty-four team thing, and worldwide, there's a lot of people that love it. You know, if you're training hard and you want to test yourself, then by all means, local competitions are a fantastic way to do it. Put yourself on the on the mat and see how you get on. Uh, on LinkedIn, internet, then the CrossFit brand. You know, the competition thing was big. People kind of saw it as a little bit scary, maybe at the start, and unknown. And you know, I was ordered to stop doing it in the army barracks where I was because. 
I was doing things like handstand push-ups and deadlifts and running around the barracks with sandbags. And, and then I got a couple of friends who had been, you know, really unhealthy, some of them really overweight and stuff and hadn't been training for a long time, got them into it, they got going. And then we were pretty much ordered to stop by senior officers who just did not like it, didn't understand it, and therefore didn't want it to happen. And so, yeah, that no, was a bummer at the time, but nowadays, I mean, they have pull-up rigs in the Defence Forces now, and it seems to be way more sort of forward-thinking, so more power to them but the brand nowadays is you know it's, yeah like i said it's semi-household brand i think it's still quite misunderstood by a lot of people i was sitting having my breakfast the other day and in kennedy's there in fairview and there's a few guys and they they were pontificating about crossfit and how their mates started it and they were telling yeah they go in and they lift as heavy as they can in the first session and loads of reps and i'm as heavy i'm just looking at and going uh you actually have no idea what you're talking about mate you've no idea so instead of interjecting i just made it a point to put my coach running crossfit coach top on turn my back to make sure they could see it and give it like an extra minute or so just so they could read it and just feel a little bit embarrassed about how silly they were definitely uh talking uh you know just unfounded talking their one mate that was doing crossfit probably was training at that time really enjoying it so um the next point, education standard versus the fun coach. So the fun coach, I was the fun coach. I still am, hopefully, seen as a fun coach. But, you know, these days, one of the there's, there's many different things that are going to separate gyms for different reasons. Some gyms will have this fantastic facility. You know, some gyms might be more educated, a really powerful coaching team or, you know, that type of thing. But I think definitely all along, it was kind of like, you know, 10, 10 years ago, 9 years ago, level 1 was like a great jump off point, you could get in, do a lot more with it and stuff, and now, like going forward, I think the, the, the gym owners and the people behind head coaching and stuff like that <clears throat> are way more qualified and um, educated in sort of in niche areas, like when you've got Satanta College doing a lot of different things now, master's degrees, you've got like at the OPEX education pathway, there's loads of different sort of ways you can go, and even the the CrossFit pathway. Obviously, you can get to level four now, um. So I think yeah, generally the education standard is quite high, and then the separate nutrition courses. A lot of people have nutrition degrees, and or like the, yeah, basically a lot of different qualifications where, the gym environment or the the CrossFit gym environment is getting way more, professional from that side of things, you know, um. The, yeah, this, the amount of opportunity for ideas. So this is something that, again, this was to do with kind of the closed off sort of attitude that Ireland, yeah, maybe in fitness in general, when CrossFit was coming around, it was like, you know, doing something different was, was really different. Whereas nowadays, doing something different is, you know, it's kind of more accepted. It's like, oh, what are you doing? What's this new thing you're doing? Because we're kind of used to seeing all these different types of fitnesses now. So I think that's good. I think it's a really exciting time to be involved in fitness where, you know, I could extract some of the best stuff that I love from loads of different things and create my own system. And, you know, nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. CrossFit's not perfect. Uh, a lot of things are sort of isolated, you know, and need, like say, maybe if you do a lot of flexibility training, the like yoga type of, maybe you could benefit from some strength. Maybe you could develop a little system there. I don't know. Whatever it is, but, yeah, there's still a lot of opportunity and, I don't know, a lot of stuff to come from fitness. And I'm, I'm open to it. I'm always adding stuff to my own training and integrating stuff into the gym, into warm-ups and that type of thing. 
last one that I will cover, there's probably millions more, but this is just a quick list that I did, was maybe the view of fitness professionals is kind of enhancing society, I think, a little bit more. When, when people are serious, when they're career professionals, um, I think you know a lot more people are listening to them and taking their advice, and this is becoming sort of a really good thing for health in general because, you know, in Ireland... I don't know, was it something to do with that whole, the priest in the village, the priest was the boss, and then it's like the the doctor, it's like if the doctor says, it, oh, it's the doctor's, you know, it's like the, the doctor has to say, or the doctor told me, like, I don't know, nowadays I think a good, respected fitness professional can make a lot of good decisions and give a lot of good advice and, and keep you away from the doctor, because by all means, the doctors do fantastic jobs of what they do and stuff, but the more you can put into your health, fitness and well-being, then the less likely it'll be to need their help, which is a good thing. And then on that same note, I've seen a lot more physios getting involved in sort of group classes and that type of thing. And I knew that was going to happen from the start. I knew I could see the market sort of developing around physios, and I knew something like that was going to have to happen. So to be like, you know, physios need to be on the ball, educated with the type of training that's going on these days. And uh, what better way to be sort of educated on it than get involved and run group classes, you know? Just to, like similar to the CrossFit type of thing where it's seen as quote-unquote expensive, but it's actually a lot cheaper than 50 euro per session. And it could be the same for physios. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, if you're listening from the Ronin membership, we're going to have a pate on Saturday night. If you're not listening from the Ronin membership, give us a holler. 2020 Fitness Time. Thanks, guys.